Hi, this is Connie Dornan with At Properties Christie's International Real Estate, and welcome to my latest episode of Brokering Lifestyle. Today, we're going to be talking about selling a home with children living in those homes. And I have Jennifer Freeman here, my client and my friend, and I also have Marissa Cates here, my other client and friend, both lovely women, both with three children, and both that have sold homes and moved into a new home with very young children. Thank you for joining me today, ladies. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks. So so tell me, um, we're going to start off with a few questions here. So Marissa, why don't you go first? When you decided to sell your home, what was the first course of action that you took to get your home ready to sell? So after meeting with you, our realtor, we decided to really purge everything that was not necessary in the home to make it show ready and get an idea for what we were moving with. So we went room by room to clean out, you know, pull everything out and do the Marie Kondo technique of you touch each thing, you decide if you love it, and if you don't love it, are you going to donate it or sell it? And it was really helpful to start with that cleaning out technique because it made getting ready and showing the home a lot more easy and smooth. How did you get rid of the, all the old toys that your children were playing with and they were no longer playing with? How did you get them involved in that process? So some of it I liked to do on my own. I feel like if children see the toys that they're not playing with, they might be you know, new sparked interest in playing with it. So I felt confident in making some of those decisions for them that I would look at the toys on my own and decide to donate them or share them with friends um, if they had not been playing with them for a while. And then some of the things in their room, we were involved with pulling each thing out and deciding what was their favorite and maybe what can we pack away. You know, even if it was something that they do play with, they don't need to play with everything at once. And so we also started boxing up some things pretty early on so that it wasn't available to add to the clutter when we knew we were going to have showings soon. Got it. Excellent. And Jennifer, what did you do? Did you have your children involved in the process when you were getting rid of all the old toys? Yeah, I'm starting to think we might involve our kids more than other people do in pretty much everything, like decision-making-wise, but they're a little bit older. Um, and so with, uh, let's see, at that time we were 10 and 8 and 5, and a little bit unique situation. So we did we bought the new house and we knew that we were going to buy a fixer-upper so that we would have our current house for a little while longer. So we sort of set up a staging in the new house once we we bought it. So we did a lot of the purging kind of after the fact, which I don't really recommend. Um, but when you're hurrying up and getting ready to list, you want to clean out as quickly as possible. So that part we did, but the purging, uh, we involved them. Now everybody's kind of got their thing. So we've got like the Star Wars and Lego boy. We've got the baby doll girl. Um, we've got the bookworm. Um, and so for every 10 things you got rid of, you got a new something. So if you got rid of 10 baby dolls, you could get a new baby doll um, and that type of thing. Well, that really works out well. Uh, let me ask you something. So what did you do for showings when now your kids were older, oh, a little bit older than Marissa's? What did you do for showings to get it ready when you've got the Legos everywhere and the books everywhere and the dolls everywhere? Yeah, we picked up and cleaned house. So it was bins and bins and bins um, and just categorically did that so we could 
could store it later. So we could have done that at the same time and just pulled that process through right there. Um, but it was sort of quick when we decided, okay, we're ready to list. We did a few fixer-upper things on that current house, and then we were ready to roll. And we both work. Um, you know, the kids, like you said, once they see things, that's pretty tough um, to get, you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, I love, you know, something you liked five years ago. There's no way. <laughs> um, and so just really kind of did a one fell swoop and almost like staged the current house and, you know, made sure that we weren't there. I've had friends who've asked the realtors, can I, um, can we do this? And then I'll put the kids down for a nap upstairs and then you can shoot the downstairs. You know, and it's just like, no, you got to clear out is what I learned. Excellent. Thanks. And Marissa, what did you do during showing? So when we had the showings and we had a lot of showings at your home, where'd you go with the kids? What were some of the ideas of where to go and hang out while your house was occupied? We had museum passes. And so we would do different unique activities each day to keep the kids happy and engaged, you know, somewhere to go really early in the morning. We did most of our meals out so that we wouldn't have dishes to clean and, you know, pots and pans and all of that. So breakfast, lunch, dinner, we would usually plan on being out. We're lucky enough to have family nearby, and then we also relied on friends. And so if the baby needed to nap, we could nap her at a friend's and keep the other two occupied at, you know, some kind of play space or park. Oh, that, that's good. That's a lot easier, especially with the baby, for nap time. But what did you do, Jennifer? Um, well, first I want to preface this by saying, it's great to listen to your realtor and get your listing price correct the first time because the showings will drag on and on and on if you're not quite at the right price point. So, and well, it, we got there eventually. We did. We it did. wasn't that long. It didn't take very long. No, it didn't. But, you know, when you're thinking, okay, a week will be done. You know, you can eat out only for so long or, you know, I did the same type of thing that they did for sure and really relied on friends. Um, you know, hi, <laughs> kids are coming over. Hope you're ready. So did you have a particular process during the showing? Like, what did you do? Like all the bath stuff and all the kitchen stuff when you were having breakfast and, you know, maybe there was like a 10 o'clock showing and the kids had just gone off to school. Did you have like a particular process of what you did to put all that stuff away so the house did not have that completely yeah. lived in look? Yeah, bins. We were down to one bin per functional thing that you did. And paper plates, um, eat out, that sort of thing. And just make sure before you leave the house, take out the trash, um, just so that there was only one mess at any given time. So that whole, if you took something out, put it away before you take out the next thing would be. And you also had a dog, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. So what did you do with the dog? <laughs> well, she was a pocket pooch, so she was fairly easy to pick up and move and, you know, really one water bowl and, you know, easy to let outside. So I would just pick her up and take her with me wherever we were going. But, um, you know, I think it's really important to keep that stuff tidied up because when you are looking at homes, you don't want it to look like there's a zoo happening in there. And sometimes even one or two pets can start to look like you know. Oh, oh absolutely. And Marissa, what was your process during showings? What did you do with all the daily stuff that you needed to have out? You had babies, you had the bottles, the diapers, a lot of different things. I feel like our footprint within the house was much smaller, so we would use one bathroom to bathe all of the kids um, so that we didn't have multiple bathrooms to clean up after. With bedrooms, because we had tidied them already, there wasn't much clutter to tidy after that. And so if my husband was then feeding the kids breakfast or had them out of the house, we I would be 
staying behind to make all the beds, make everything picture perfect before meeting him wherever he went. Oh, so you guys actually did like a tag team situation. Absolutely. Yes, we used as many hands on deck as we could so that, you know, everything could get done in a timely fashion. And I know the whole process was difficult. I, I, I'm certainly not glossing it over, but I'll tell you right now, both of you guys with your busy, active lives did a remarkable job. You know, how did you stay sane? I think knowing that there's an end in sight, you know, it's exciting. There's something to look forward to. And so I think just kind of keeping your eye on the end game or the goal really helps. Yeah. To that end, for me, um, I got a giant pad of grid paper and drew out every room in the new house. How we? So I, I actually did the plans for the house that we purchased. I'm not surprised at all, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there, there were maybe, you know, 6,492 iterations of it. So I definitely just really, like you said, focused on that. That was the end game. It was going to be <laughs> really fun. <laughs> and, um, you know, sometimes planning is a little bit more fun than the execution, but that got us through. So, Jen, what do you recommend that people don't do when they're selling a home? Um, be really organized and be organized before you start the process and make those decisions because, again, the dreamer planning state is really awesome. But if you're not prepared, and it's the stuff, it's the shuffling of the stuff. I think, you know, Marie Kondo's famous because you just question how much time do I spend shuffling stuff instead of living my life. So think about that when you're thinking, you know, it's getting to the point where we outgrew our house or we're ready to move from the city or whatever the whatever the thing is that gets you looking for a house and be prepared even before you start the process because it's going to be like are you you know you get excited and it's are you ready to list no there's switch plate covers missing uh these things don't work the dishwasher leaks um we have a hole in the roof because the squirrel chewed through you know these are all things that are going to impede your time to listing so you know keep everything kind of buttoned up uh, before you start the process would be my advice. Excellent. And how about you, Marissa? What do you recommend people don't do when they're selling a house? I think just keeping it really clean and tidy is most important. So, you know, don't make it look like you live there. Yeah. <laughs> really make it look as if some other family can move right in and make it their own. Keep them really excited and let them make their own dreams for your home that you are hoping to leave. Well, I'm going to share with you guys the uh, little nightmare of my own. So when I was with my first home, before I got into my second home, my boys were aged about five and two at the time. And uh, the five-year-old, we used to call him Chucky. And yes, you know, Chucky as in the movie because it was he was that insane. And uh, the little one was quiet. I could take him anywhere. He'd sleep anywhere. He was, he was easier. So I had, what I did was I arranged the showings for my house only to occur during certain times of the day. And a lot of times buyers didn't want to come during that time. It didn't didn't work out for them. But the way that I looked at it, I'm like, well, if you're really interested in my house, you're either going to make the time to come during that time or come on another day that's going to work for you a little bit better. But 
on Monday through Friday, between that and that time, I simply can't accommodate because my life is going to go crazy. So with the kids, especially if you have Chucky on your hands. So, but, you know, those are always options for people too. They think that, you know, that they'll have to show the house any time of the day. And it doesn't have to be that way. And you can have block showings. Like Marissa, we had block showings with your house. And I, I think it worked out pretty well. Definitely. Yeah. So... Anything else that you guys want to add? Um, just remember that everyone's not dying to buy your house with your taste and your style and your kids' stuff everywhere. <laughs> Are you sure about that, I'm, Jen? I'm positive. I mean, while well, they did and they came to look, etc. I mean, I think that you're really kind of closing uh, off some options if you um, are very specific or you, you know, like Marissa said, you have to leave the door open for people to imagine their own lives in your house. Absolutely. I think it is doable and keep your eye on the end game. It's an exciting process. And while it's definitely crazy making and you'll lose a lot of sleep with the hours that you might dedicate to purging, cleaning, tidying, it's definitely worth it in the end to reach that dream of being able to sell your home. Jennifer, Marissa, thank you very, very much for joining me today and our listeners out there. With all the helpful advice, I'm sure they're going to find it very helpful, especially with three little kids, between the two of you, six kids, and you guys did a remarkable job. I was witness to that, and you guys worked in record speed, and your homes looked immaculate and perfect. Thank you again for joining me. Take care. Bye.